G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Exploring faith and the future. Neil Johnson and Bible teacher, Dr. Camille Majdali. We're spending a little time focusing on the Anzac legacy in Australia. Now, Camille, you've got an interesting past. You were born in the United States. Your genealogy takes you right back into the Middle East, but you're an Australian citizen. So reflecting on the Anzac legacy, it's an important thing for you to come to grips with. What do you understand about the background of Gallipoli? Well, first of all, Neil, I've been watching Anzac commemorations or just talking about Anzac Day for many years because it just so happens my wedding happened on Anzac Day. (laughs) And I got a card or a telegram from Australia, congratulations, you're getting married on Anzac Day. I was married in Jerusalem, so of course I didn't know what Anzac Day was. I have since learned a whole lot. What I know is that, of course, Australian troops along with New Zealanders, French, Indians, people from Newfoundland and, of course, United Kingdom, took part in a coalition to invade Ottoman Turkey at Gallipoli. Gallipoli is five hours' drive today from Istanbul. Take Gallipoli at the mouth of the Dardanelles and then you can go and take Istanbul or Constantinople as well, as it's been called. So they tried to take it, but what happened is I don't think they were well prepared or understood what they're getting into, and this whole campaign lasted for something like eight or nine months. The initial assault, as we know, was on the 25th of April, 1915, but there was lots of months of shelling, sniper fire, and, of course, tons of sickness before eventually the campaign was abandoned. At the end of the day, Allied troops that died were 45,000, including 11,400 from the Anzacs. But the Turkish death toll was much higher. 86,000 men perished. And though we didn't obtain any objectives, we failed. We failed to go more than a few kilometers inland. But the bloody stalemate eventually came to an end when the Anzacs withdrew in January 1916. However, because we bogged the Turks down at Gallipoli, they were vulnerable on other fronts. So therefore, we may have lost the battle, but eventually we won the war. Of course, our involvement goes back in the lead up to what was the cause or the reasons for the entire World War I. Uh, there were challenges to freedoms back then in the early 20th century. There were a lot of challenges, and we, you know, this was a young nation of, what, five million people, the Commonwealth of Australia, back in 1915. But the remarkable thing about this Anzac Day has now become our most sacred holiday. And it doesn't just commemorate those that perished at Anzac Cove, it commemorates the death of all Australia's war dead. The fact that in virtually every city and every town in Australia, there is a monument 
for those that perished in the Great War means it left an indelible impression upon this nation. And part of the reason I believe, too, is not only was Australia making its international debut, not as a collection of British colonies, but as an independent nation. That is incredibly important. In addition, it showed some qualities in our people that are very admirable. As C.E.W. Bear said in his famous quote, the Anzacs stand for reckless valor in a good cause, for enterprise, resourcefulness, fidelity, comradeship, and endurance. Those are pretty, pretty good words. But also, our Anzacs did fight a very courageous fight, and their courage, their fidelity, their loyalty still resonates till now. I mean, after all, how do we explain why so many young Aussies with no military background are filling planes to go halfway around the world to be at Gallipoli? Perhaps, Neil, it's just because it's a wonderful way to discover what it means to be Australian. Faith and the Future with Neil Johnson and Dr. Camille Majdali from Teach All Nations. For more from Dr. Majdali, including books and DVDs on prophecy, Bible commentaries, plus today's and other episodes of Faith and the Future, go to vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.